Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Courtney Reagan. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, you'll hear from Kohl's CEO, Michelle Goss, about how the retailer has met changing consumer demands by partnering with Amazon and Sephora, increasing its focus on health, wellness, and athleisure, and bringing nationally known brands into its stores. Michelle joined me for CNBC's Evolve livestream on August 24th, 2021. Here's our conversation. When I first met you, you were transitioning to become the CEO of Kohl's. It was a very telegraphed takeover from the former CEO, Kevin Manzel, and you were there to help create the greatness agenda. I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about how you were brought into Kohl's, what the expectation was, how you built a plan together, and then sort of eventually took it over for yourselves. Just a reminder, the audience, of course, is going to be many of your colleagues, C-suite executives, others just learning uh, from your leadership and skills so far. Well, thanks, Courtney, for the question. It's a, it's a big question, so I will try to be <laughs> as concise as I can. But if I, if I think back to really what drew me to Kohl's, and I started, as you said, I actually started in 2013 and ultimately became the CEO in May of 2018. I was drawn to just the dynamics and the ever-changing landscape of retail. And at the time, you know, of course, the big change was e-commerce coming on strong. And when I joined, I think our e-commerce business was, it was just a fraction of what it is today. I think it was less than 10%. And of course, last year it was 40%, driven largely by and accelerated by the pandemic. Um, but it was such a unique challenge to look at the business and say, certainly what got us here isn't what is, is going to get us to the next level of the business. And we knew we had to change. And it was an exciting opportunity for me to partner with the CEO at the time, Kevin Mansell, and with the board to be part of architecting what the future of Kohl's would look like and take all the greatness from Kohl's from decades, but then evolve it to be relevant for the future. And it was really at that time, I'd say the two biggest um, investments we made was one, to move from a company based largely in brick and mortar to integrate um, everything inside the company, the culture, the teams, to become a true omnichannel retailer and expand not only e-commerce and digital, but also set up things like omnichannel, ship from store and the like, and then to evolve our product categories. And that's really where we saw this opportunity with Active. And again, Active was a fraction of what it was today, but we saw that Kohl's had a unique proposition with having these amazing national brands at the time. It was Nike and Adidas. We brought in Under Armour subsequently and others. Um, but, but how did we go from selling those products to those being really part of the DNA of the brand? And um, I mean, the growth has been phenomenal. And ultimately, as I'm sure we'll talk about, we now see this as being core to the whole company's proposition. So, you know, I look at that period of time really from 2013 to 2019 as a lot of foundation setting. And, and the foundation of Kohl's was already strong, but setting us up for the future. I think what we didn't realize is how critical those investments in that foundation was going to be to navigate an unprecedented pandemic and then, frankly, two assets of the company that were going to pe become even more important to us. 
there's so much there that, that I could use as follow-up questions, but I think I'll just get started to talk about a little of your strategy with the health and wellness. And you mentioned the national brands like Nike. Under Armour was brought on not that many years ago, but I guess, you know, you've got some time under your belt now. Why is that so important? And this is pre-pandemic, right? When we didn't know that we all were going to be sitting around in loungewear for the majority of our time. But, but why before the pandemic did you feel this was really going to be core to what Kohl's could offer shoppers? Sure. Well, I'd say two things. One is, even before the pandemic, we saw where the consumer was going. We saw the focus on health and wellness, people wanting to live a more active lifestyle. And that doesn't mean going out and running five miles a day, right? It might be a walk in the afternoon. It might be just how you want to live your life more comfortably. So we saw that trend, again, amplified during the pandemic. But importantly, we also saw that they saw Kohl's as a credible destination for those kinds of products. Like I said, it was a fraction of the the business it is today. Um, We more than doubled it over the last five years, um, grew to 20 percent. And now we have our sites set on at least a third of our business to be active in its broadest sense. And I'd say active, athleisure, um, outdoor We also saw people starting to integrate active wear, athleisure wear, um, again, even pre-pandemic, to your point, it only only got a lot stronger during the pandemic, um, on how they were just living their lives. And it was okay to bring some of your, you know, casual, comfortable clothes um, to your Saturday running around or even to the office. And I think for Kohl's, what we saw unique is an opportunity to really differentiate ourselves against an ever-crowded retail landscape and that we could serve the family. first. And I go first and foremost to this brand portfolio. Um, you know, We really set ourselves apart how we foster those partnerships. They're phenomenal partners in, like I said, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Champion has come on really strong. And then complementing that with our own private brands um, that offer more accessible price points, let's say, um, and serving the family. I think that w- that also sets us apart. So it's men's, women's, kids. It's apparel. It's footwear. And so along with this quest to have it expand to be a third of our business, um, you know, we're also reshaping how that shows up in our store and making active and, and athleisure and outdoor really front and center to the whole experience. And so sort of as as a follow up to that and making sure that Kohl's is a credible destination for these kinds of brands, what are the conversations like on the flip side with the Nikes of the world, with the Under Armors, to make sure that you're sort of a a wholesale option of choice for them when they're working so hard on their direct to consumer business to get shoppers to just go right to Nike.com or UnderArmor.com? Do you sell it to them, frankly, just with the financial performance that you've seen? And so they say, hey, this is a worthwhile partnership to continue and possibly even expand. Are those conversations changing as those companies direct to consumer businesses grow? Well, you know, first, of course, these are big businesses to both of us. But I think the role of a retailer and a partner is to be just that, to be a partner. And I, I, view, I view our um, expectation and our role to extend their brand proposition. You know, I want them to be really proud of seeing their product at Kohl's. And when we set on this vision, you know, even pre-pandemic, we only tightened it with the strategy we unveiled in October It's how could we be an extension of showcasing their brands? And this is where our strategic asset and our omni-channel platform really comes in. We have close to 1,200 stores across the country. I think you said it earlier, we serve 60 million customers 
80% of America lives within 15 miles of a coal. So we create this phenomenal access. And we can bring the story to life. So, yes, I mean, we all have recognized, and again, that's only accelerated during this time, the role of digital. Um, but the stores can bring that physical brand experience to life. And whether that's the stories you tell on mannequins, how you showcase the product. Um, so, like I said, I think we play a really critical role. But it's about the partnership. It's about sitting across the table and envisioning a future and innovating and thinking differently. And if you look at even, say, the Nike experience, what it is today and where it's going, it's dramatically different, and I'd say in a much better way, than even what it was five to ten years ago. Um, you know, we want to, like I said, we want to showcase the brands in a way that makes our partners proud. And then importantly, we, we share with these partners this, um, this desire to surprise and delight the customer and excite them and bring discovery and bring innovation. One thing that you did that got a lot of attention, a lot of headlines, was when you began the Amazon Returns program. And for those that don't know, you can take your Amazon.com purchase, bring it to a coal store. They have employees there that will pack it up and ship it out for you. And you've already said that it has drawn in a younger shopper and that it's it's paying dividends. So I guess if you could just go through what that thought process was. I mean, did you bring it up and say, hey, guys, I got a crazy idea. Let's partner with Amazon instead of go head to head with them. Why did you think this was a good idea? Clearly, it's turned out to be. Just walk us through why you were brave enough to do that and what you've seen so far. Well, that's also a very exciting question. Um, You know, I think it goes back (laughs) to this whole notion we were talking about earlier, which is the need to constantly be looking ahead to take the core purpose of your company, but reinvent and drive relevance, and also to leverage your strategic assets. So I go back to this fantastic omni-channel capability we have built. We have close to 1,200 stores, as I just mentioned, across the country. Um, And we were challenging ourselves, and I'm a big believer, ideas come from everywhere, and so it's setting up the expectation to unleash that imagination in people, the courage, the bravery, and say, okay, if what we're trying to accomplish is really be this winner in Omnichannel, we have this asset of our stores. And we had already seen that we could use the stores differently. So yes, we sell product, but we brought in more innovation, more discovery. I think importantly, we saw how our back-of-house operations could work differently and better and harder for us. So the whole idea of ship from store, buy online, pick up in store, these things seem commonplace today, but go back seven years, that was just really taking off. So this idea that a store could do more than merchandise and sell product was already in the, the ecosystem of the company. So we challenged everyone to think differently. And, and through that process, um, you know, and, and we were just talking about strategic partners, I think one of the things that Coles does well is how we really partner with brands. So anyway, out of that mix is this idea of how we could think differently of our stores. And what emerges is this idea of partnering with Amazon. And I look at it and say, this was truly an opportunity to win-win. Now, again, when we started this, we didn't know if it was going to work. We didn't, they didn't. But I think we share the value system with Amazon on putting the customer first and innovating and trying, and and what's the worst that can happen? If it doesn't work, you move on and move on to other things. But it was certainly worth a shot because we brought this incredible capability to take returns and 
free and unpackaged and and really address a, a, a pain point for consumers because who likes to bring in returns or certainly mail them back? And then um, so we brought that to them. What they brought to us is traffic and new customers. And and so we could try this experiment. And, you know, it has turned out really well. Um, you know, we are seeing lots of new faces, younger faces inside Kohl's. And that's been fantastic to see. Um, and they get a really seamless, easy experience. So it's really leveraging our core strengths and their strengths. And together, um, we've made something really special, and we're pleasing the customer. And we see that um, not only through the traffic and the customers, but the kind of engagement scores we get on the program. Would you still look at Amazon the same way as a partner uh, after the Wall Street Journal reported they may be looking at developing some department stores? <laughs> Well, first, I'd say there, you know, retail is vast, um, so there's there's a lot of market to be had. Um, I think for anybody competing in retail, and certainly for us, um, we always have to be raising the bar to this conversation. Um, but to what I was just saying, I think Amazon, um, you know, they're they're always experimenting, they're innovating, and so we'll see. But I don't think at all it changes our partnership. And you know, and candidly, we were kind of competing with them before on their online business. But I think it's looking for those unique win-wins. Um, you know, I think the retail landscape, um, the industry has gotten far more complex um, over the years. And so for people like us, anybody in these seats, you just have to be thinking, okay, how am I going to elevate? How am I going to differentiate? And there's many ways to do that. And I'm really pleased and proud of the team and all of our associates who continue to put just great big foot forward on how we can be different and, like I said, delight the customer. So obviously part of, of being a leader of a company is answering to customers, certainly, answering to employees, answering to shareholders. And recently there was a, a group of activists, investors that had some ideas about ways that Kohl's could improve. They put forward a very large slate of directors. Uh, how did you manage through that to get to where you are now? Is there may be some C-suite members, board members listening right now that are sort of battling this on, on their own fronts. What advice would you give about how to get to the other side in a way that really makes everybody better for it? Yeah, you bet. So first, I would say that the outcome of where we landed, I feel great about. The board feels great, and I think they feel great. Um, you know, from the beginning, um, what we shared was we all saw the long-term opportunity in the company. And so that, right from the beginning, we could align on. I think, you know, there was some differences of opinions on different strategies and tactics, and we worked our way through that. But ultimately, we landed on an outcome where we brought on three new, very capable directors that are complementing the strong board we already have. You know, for me, the lessons learned is, you know, when something like that um, does show up, um, and perhaps you're expecting or not expecting it, I think it goes back to just core leadership principles, which is surround yourself with, with the absolute best people. And that's people on your own team. It might be people from the outside. And it's really having healthy discussion and debates and welcoming that conversation. And, you know, in this case, as you would expect, um, having lots of dialogue with these investors. They continue to be investors. And so, you know, my responsibility to, to those investors and all of our investors is to make sure that we grow the company and create um, market value for everybody, including them. But like I said, I think, you know, navigating something like that 
is is just like navigating any any challenge. Um, it's making sure that you're listening. It's surrounding yourself, like I said, with great people. It's being decisive where you need to, um, staying core to your values, and then looking for where you can compromise, negotiate, and ultimately, like I said, end up with an outcome that we all feel really good about. There's so many things we could ask, Michelle, but I think I have time for one more before I get to a viewer question or two. Um, I guess just out of the pandemic, obviously, Kohl's developed curbside. You really enabled those omni-channel capabilities, as you mentioned before, with 40 percent of the sales then coming online. So you were able to still serve that that customer. But sort of beyond that, do you have any sort of leadership lessons that you learned out of the pandemic when you really had to make sure that you were making choices that were also protecting your workforce, protecting the company through a time that none of us had ever seen before? So many lessons. You know, I think we all come out of this really changed. And I'd like to believe for the better. I mean, I'll speak for for Kohl's and for the the team at Kohl's. I mean, we're stronger, we're more courageous, we're certainly more resilient, um, we're more agile, we're more decisive. Lots of adjectives there, but I think it's all true. And, And a lot of those those leadership traits we were working on even trying to heighten before the pandemic and and they only accelerated like so many so many things you know when when all of this hit you know i think that the the initial response was thinking about our people and i know for me it was making sure that i could communicate on a regular basis i started doing weekly videos to create that sense of 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 calm of clarity Communication becomes so instrumental at times of a crisis. And so those early weeks was just making sure that every decision that I could be in front of our 100,000 associates and explain what we were doing, why we were doing, and giving that real-time information, putting them first, putting safety first, making sure that we had the cash and liquidity to get to the other side. And and we came in as a stable company and we were able to navigate all of that. So I think Number one is you need to make sure, again, that you have that stability and you have the resources, you're taking care of your people, it's safe for the customers, you get out the other side. And when I look back, that was actually a relatively short chapter in this entire pandemic, which continues, Mm -hmm. but it was a very intense one when we're closing stores and then reopening and figuring out how to do that. But I would couple that with, you know, once you've stabilized, it's an opportunity to look for where you can create more opportunity. And for us... It was so much change. It was it was a chance for us to take a step back and say, okay, we have these strategies. Are they different? Should they be different? The world's going to be different. And we did tighten and evolve our strategies. We are leaning even bigger into active and casual. We see ourselves now more as a lifestyle concept for the ca- active and casual lifestyle than a department store, if you will. Um, and that opened up even more opportunities. We haven't yet in this conversation brought up Sephora, but that's a game changer for us. And to complete the, you know, the portfolio for us of, of activewear and casual wear and these amazing brands, um, we now have an, an, another incredible partner in Sephora. And and so it's it's having the courage to look at the business different, to go after these opportunities. And like I said, um, we're coming out as a stronger business, a stronger brand, and a stronger team as a result of this. 
And hopefully we can all show off that new Sephora lipstick without uh, having to wear masks forever and ever. I want to make sure to take a, a viewer question here. I'm going to go ahead and read this one. It says, as technology becomes a differentiator in retail, how are CEOs planning for a massive change in company culture as employees with technological backgrounds and skills replace traditional retail roles or employees? Yeah, great, great question. Well, you know, technology is is an enabler to so many things, and I guess I don't as much think it think about it as a re- replacement to as opposed to enhancing and up leveling the capabilities that we all have. So, um, and and even how we approach technology is changing. I mean, we haven't really talked even too much about like what it means to now operate in a hybrid workplace and the technology you need there, but. It's impacting how you work, and and it's a tool tools that you need in everything you do. So when I think about some of our core areas, we're in retail, right? We we are merchants. How our merchants operate today, and the kind of data and tools they have access to, makes us much better. So you know, it's not replacing the merchant, but it's making the merchant more effective. And I think the same could be true on how we market. We're getting a lot more efficient in how we market, but it's based on all the capabilities we've built over the last couple of years around personalization, digital marketing, social marketing. So I think, again, it's a really exciting time. Um, you know, what I'm even during my time here the last you know, seven, eight years, now seeing the investments that we've made begin to pay off and see the end result playing out in our business. So it's a, it's a great question and it's ever changing. So one more example of why retail is so exciting. That was Cole's CEO, Michelle Goss. She joined me at CNBC's Evolve live stream on August 24th, 2021. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information on upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, please visit cnbcevents.com. I'm Courtney Reagan. Thanks for listening.